mean, look, AI is going to have an impact on every single industry. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just one of those fundamental technologies. You know, it leverages the data that we have and it enables us to use it intelligently in ways we can't even imagine. So, so it's going to have an impact mm-hmm. on the, on mm-hmm. the entertainment industry in the same way it's going to have an impact on the healthcare system and the education system. The New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT. Hey folks, greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Spain. And today we have Greg Cross, the Chief Executive and Co-Founder at Soul Machines joining us. Welcome along, Greg. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Paul. It's a pleasure and great to have you in the studio this time. I think uh, last time we were kind of mid-COVID lockdowns and and the like and uh, we were... I don't know, sitting at probably both sitting at home, or I'm not sure where you were sitting. But yeah, I'd uh, have been at home. Yeah, yeah in my yeah. office at home. So yeah, still spend a bit of time there. But yeah, no, it's nice to be able to get out and about around the world again. Definitely is. Um, a big thank you to our show partners, to One NZ, Two Degrees, uh, Spark, HP, and Gorilla Technology. Um, well, let, let's let's kick in. I think you know today we will we'll try and delve into some of the some of the uh, tech news of the day, but also you know very keen to. Uh, you know, catch up with you on what's been happening in the world of soul machines and and I guess sort of the broader AI picture because you know, you're looking at, at probably lots of different aspects of, of AI uh, in your work and and your varying sort of you know interactions as you as you're traveling around the world so um, I think you know you've, you've probably got some unique uh, <laughs> knowledge and, and perspectives so very keen to delve into that uh, but there are some um, some interesting sort of news news topics as well that uh, hopefully we get a, a little bit of time to uh, to delve into. But maybe for those who who aren't familiar with with Soul Machines and you know, what you do, just a little bit of a background on uh, on the company. So Soul Machines is a is a company I co-founded with Dr. Mark Sager uh, in 2016. So it's a spin out from the University of Auckland. So Mark set up a research lab and. In 2012 at the University of Auckland, uh, after he left the movie industry where he'd done a, some of the incredible animation work on, on movies like Avatar and King Kong, which he won Oscars for his, his work on the animation technology that was used in those movies. And what Mark really focused in on was the ability of Avatar CGI characters to be able to express emotion in an incredibly human-like way. So um, after Mark left the Weta Digital and the, and the movie industry, he set up the, his research lab at the University of Auckland and started exploring this world of what we now think of as a specialised research field of cognitive modelling. Um, um, and Mark's early work was a, a project he called Baby X, where he created a, a CGI or an avatar of his two-year-old daughter. Uh, and then with his team of researchers, you know, set about simulating human behavior by pulling, by building cognitive models, connecting them with neural networks. Um, And so that was the early days of his research. Mark got uh, sought out by, um, you know, one of the world's most interesting early stage investors, uh, Selena Chow and the folks at Horizons Ventures. And, you know, Selena, you know, looks for really interesting technology that, that in her opinion can change the world and as a result of that when Mark and I spun soul machines out of the university um, uh, Selena and the Horizons Ventures team um, invested in our series A round since then we've had 
three rounds of capital, 135 million US. Um, most recent round closed at the beginning of 2022. So you know, over the course of um, our, our our seven years in business now, we've you know, we've continued to fund you know and grow Mark's research program, built out a, a really deep. IP portfolio, patent portfolio in our specialised space um, and worked with, you know, done some amazing work with different companies, brands, industries around uh, around the world. So um, so that's, you know, I guess a little bit of background where, you know, we still do all of our core R&D here in Auckland, but we, you know, we have an, uh, another engineering team in the US and, and we have, you know, people distributed between here and the US market, at which we consider our main commercial market these days. Yeah, oh, that's, uh, it's, yeah, it's good good to get an update. And uh, yeah, realistically, the, the US is, is where the big population uh, base is and, and you know, it tends to be where, where the, the investment, you know, is, is available um, most, uh, most easily when it comes to a, a lot of, you know, cutting edge uh, technology. Yeah. And, and and also your buyer base. So, uh, what does that mean for for you and your team? Are you you're traveling a, a, a fair bit these days, Greg? Yeah, again. I mean, yeah, yeah, I travel nonstop. Um, <laughs> you know, COVID was probably the only time in my adult career which slowed me down. To be honest, I've always enjoyed. I've spent a lot of my career living in the US. Um, I have you know two grown up kids who, who who are Kiwi Americans. Um, I get to, you know, occasionally get to see them when I, you know, when I'm on trips through the U.S. So, um, yeah, so yeah, you know, I tra- travel back to traveling a lot at this, you know, at this point in time. Still not as easy as it used to be in some respects, but you know, um, yeah, but it is great to be, you know, back out in the world and and doing what we're doing here today, having these face-to-face conversations. Um, yeah, you definitely. know, um, and at the same time, it's been an, you know, it's been an exciting, you know, couple of years. I mean, last year. It was all about the metaverse, I guess, you know, um, and then this year is all about AI and artificial intelligence. Both worlds, both worlds, which you know, you know, we're a big part of, and you know, you know, present some massive opportunities for for, mm. for the company. Mm. Mm. And so, and in terms of uh, you know, your journey, you know, you're already kind of you know seven years, seven years uh, in into that uh, journey, but you know, often for when, I guess when you know when we look at um, new te- technologies, um, you know it can actually take quite some time to get from you know from from the beginning till uh, uh, till when you really kind of find where uh, you know where the biggest and, and best opportunities are. Um, what what's the last you know year or two kind of held on on that front from yeah. uh, from the Soul Machines perspective? Yeah, so yeah, I mean, deep tech research, you know, takes you know time and money to commercialize. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the you know, if you look at the world of artificial intelligence, you know, and we are an artificial intelligence company, a very specialist field of AI research. This world of cognitive modeling. Um, I mean, you look at other AI fields of research, uh, machine learning, deep learning, large language models. I mean, you know, these are. These are projects that have been going for you know a long time and have required a lot of money to fund. You know, I mean, OpenAI, for example. You know, this has been probably the biggest year for AI ever, oh, without a doubt, the biggest year for AI. I mean, AI is now a consumer app. Um, 
which this time last year it was. And you know, I mean, we've been working with the guys at OpenAI for over two years now, but mm-hmm. and, it, and it's kind of incredible the speed with which it's burst into the into into the public consciousness. I mean, ChatGPT has become you know the AI app of choice. Everybody has ChatGPT on there. On their smartphone, and and you know, and while we can, you know, you know, we can say, look, this this is a technology that's been developed over a very very long time with literally billions and billions of dollars of investment um, by Microsoft in, into OpenAI. Um, um, nobody predicted, you know, nobody predicted that ChatGPT was going to explode and capture the imagination um, in the way that it way that it does. And you know, I can say that, you know, knowing full well that. You know, um, nobody ordered enough, you know, GPU chips this year. And, you know, and, and you know, you know, often when we've gone to use chat GPT, you know, we have to wait in the queue, um, yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. you know, we've seen NVIDIA's stock price go through the roof and demand for their, their chips literally go through the roof as the world tries to catch up with this, this incredible, you know, demand that has been generated this year. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, it, it's an exciting time to be in the world of, you know, artificial intelligence. Mm, mm. And what are the um, what are the ways in which you're, you know, I guess, you know, connecting with with the outside world because you've been creating the digital humans or whatever the current terminology is that that's in use. You've done this one with a K-pop band member, um, but you know, you've been doing things for you know, a whole range of of organisations, you know. From global entities to you know mm. local local Kiwi firms and and now yeah I guess yeah pop pop stars and and yeah. and the and the like so it, it's quite uh, you know varied in terms of the the, the spaces and uh, so on uh, that people might be interacting with you with your technology sort of compared to maybe maybe where you you were when when we last spoke yeah I mean. You know, the world has changed, the market has changed, the AI ecosystem has changed, and you're like you know, like any company, um, you, you've got to shift to you know to to cope with those changes, shift you know your your business model, for example. So, you know, if if we go back to the you know, I guess the COVID era, we really grew up as you know a pr- pretty typical enterprise, you know, s- direct sales organization. Um, you know, um, and as we started to understand, you know, how to, you know, like, you know, selling to big enterprises has always been about building personal relationships yes, and face-to-face yes. relationships. So all of a sudden you're having to do that remotely, you know, via via Zoom. Um, you know, and as a result of that, you know, during the during the, the COVID era, we, we, you know, we pivoted towards working more closely with channel partners. So, mm, mm, you, know, mm. um, you know, big companies, you know, IBM's a, a big partner, Microsoft, AWS at a, at a sort of a tech partnership level. Mm, mm. Uh, but then, you know, um, you know, we work closely with some of the biggest Microsoft um, systems integrators and resellers, you know, in the US, Slalom, for example, is, you know, one of their big global resellers, one of the biggest in the US is a, is a huge, you know, um, partner of ours, we started to attract uh, attention from digital agencies, you know, mm-hmm. or tr- even traditional advertising agencies. So, we, we, you know, we then, you know, over the course of the last couple of years, built, uh, you know, a, a pretty, pretty vibrant channel program where, you know, our partners like you know, WPP or, um, 
or Slalom would take us or, or IBM would take us into you know their big corporate accounts and we found because they had existing relationships and, yeah, and existing investments in stack and all procurement processes that were set up, we found we could you know dramatically accelerate the size of sales and the speed with which we've closed sales. And, yep. Yep. and now again with the world of chat GPT and the world of large language models, you know, we've, we've shifted again because we've seen this huge in interest in what we think about as the creator community, people who can now create content and derive content using chat GPT yep. and, you know, using our digital DNA studio product, we become, you know, an incredibly you know, an incredible way to add a completely different user experience, you know, on top of ChatGPT. So, so you know, still the same types of value propositions. You mm -hmm. know, we think, you know, we spend a lot of time thinking about the, the future of consumer experience, the future of brand experience. You know, increasingly we spend more and more time in digital worlds, you know, and, you know, so the, the question, you know, that we've spent a lot of time working with some of the biggest companies in the world over the last few years is, you know, what's the future of brand experience in a digital world, whether it's the 2D e-commerce store that that we, we have today where we, we do, you know, a, a bunch of our shopping online, you know, through mm. to, you know, more interactive, more immersive 3D worlds, which, um, you know, undoubtedly will still come in the future. So, um, so yeah, so, um, you know, and this is, you know, how we think about this, you know, experience. You know, how do we add that dimension of emotional connectivity? Because if you think about brands, you know, whether they're either celebrity brands or product brands or consumer brands, you know, they're brands because they connect in some way, you know, some Emo, you know, deep emotional way with, with consumers. So, you know, th that's an area that we continue to spend a lot of time, you know, working on with it now with our partners and now with a, you know, bigger and bigger creator community. Mm. So what would, um, you know, for listeners who maybe haven't interacted with your technology or, you know, don't know too much about it, what would be some examples that you could, you know, you could walk, walk, uh, yeah. walk people uh, through? Well, I mean, you can go to, you know, I mean, you can go to our website today now and, mm. You know, there are two, you know, two digital people, you know, avatars that you can interact directly with on our yep. website. At you know, soulmachines.com. Soulmachines.com. Yep. You get to choose. They're both sitting on top of trained versions of chat GPT yep. um, with guardrails, of course. So you know, one of those um, digital um, avatars is Nova. So N Nova is our digital brand ambassador, so mm. she represents us. So mm. as well as sitting on top of chat GPT and having a pretty wide conversational base, which is pretty much infinite, um, <clears throat> Nova's also been specifically trained on all things soul machine. So, mm. you know, she, you can, you know, and you can go and have a, you know, pretty natural conversation with Nova. And then, um, so Nova is created using Digital DNA Studio, our creative suite, which is a product that you can actually sign up for a, a free trial also on our website. So you can go, you know, from talking to Nova to building your own, you know, your own digital um, and brand ambassador or um, digital trainer or coach, you know, yourself in, in a matter of minutes. So, um, but the other avatar you can talk to on our on our website is one of our digital celebrities. And, and, and this particular one is, is K-pop star Mark Twan. So Mark is part of the the boy band group Got Seven, uh, 
Um, he's actually um, LA based, um, and so we've been so we built a digital double or a digital twin of Mark. Um, um, and you know when we we launched um, so we launched Mark Digital Mark um, on Mark's um, social media platforms about about a month about a month ago. So okay, Mark okay. went out and said, "Hey guys." Um, if you, you know, he, I, I'm Digital Mark Twan, so it was a video. Um, and um, if you um, if you want to talk to me, you can click here. And so, and literally in the first week after that initial post, um, you know, the amplification was massive. You know, over a million people interacted with that post in some way, shape, or form. You know, you know, thirty thousand people clicked through and had a conversation with with Mark. And these weren't just you know, hi, Mark, nice to see you. These were, you know, and during the first week, we got out to an average of 10 minutes per conversation. Wow. So people were having these conversations. Yeah. We had, you know, we had, you know, I mean, on social media, there's the phenomena of super fans, you know, mm. these fans that mm. literally engage, you know, believe they have a relationship with their their heroes by comment, because they, they comment on their social media feed and they interact yeah, yeah. by their social media feed. I mean, we had super fans of Mark who were spending over an hour a day talking to him. Mm, um, mm. You know, I mean, the longest conversation, the last one I saw was was over three and a half hours. So, yeah, so it, it was incredible to think that, you know, you can create this incredible conversational-like experience where people were, are quite happy to sit there and feel like they're connected and engaging with, you know, with what we're very clear. This is not the real mark. This is digital yeah, mark. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, we've launched four of these digital twins. We've got, mm. uh, we've got another... Another three coming, which are really exciting projects. A couple of which we've already announced. So, we're working with the guys at Authentic Brands Group, a big entertainment company in the U.S., um, to create a digital twin of Marilyn Monroe, and then Francis Ngannou, the um, uh, the former UFC heavyweight champion, who's you know, who's about to take part in. I think it's one of the yeah, you know, it's, it's one of the richest prize fights of all time. Where when he fights. Uh, you know the the boxing heavyweight champion Tyson Tyson Fury in an exhibition yep. fight in Riyadh next month. So mm -hmm. that's another one, and 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 a bunch of other really interesting projects coming up as well, in the, in this that space. So yeah, it's kind of looking at those two types of experiences: creators mm -hmm. who want to build stuff for themselves or for, mm -hmm. or for their customers mm -hmm. or their mm -hmm. client bases, or you know celebrities where we think about the future of fan engagement and, you know, and fans wanting to feel that they can connect directly with mm. with their heroes. Where are you picking, you know, if you're sort of looking a, a few years out, you know, where you would think that there will be the most, you know, I guess, you know, uptake with with this type of technology? Because you know, that, that idea of being able to interact with someone who, who you're a fan of, who's maybe passed, maybe they're, they're still around, yeah, you know, I think is 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 quite fascinating. In some ways, you could say it's 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 quite odd, but you know, technology creates these these op opportunities um, that yeah, otherwise you, you know you probably yeah. probably not going to have a chance to sit down for three and a half hours with your you know your, well, your favorite musician and, and and star, and if the right info's kind of got fed in and it, and it and it feels like a good uh, you know interesting conversation, and that's how you want to spend your time. Um, you know why not? And then I guess you've got, yeah, the the role of you know how brands would uh, would would be able to uh, represent themselves and and interact with um, individuals. And you know I think we're probably uh, I don't know certainly 
all of us that have uh, um, uh, had had to dealings with it, with an airline. Um, I won't pick out any in particular on this occasion, but uh, you know, <laughs> over the over, over the last uh, over the last few years, have, have probably got used to sort of spending a lot of time on hold. So you know, opportunities to be able to interact in, in different ways, whether it's just a you know a textual chat or a voice, or or actually you know the the emotional experience that um, you know that that you're. Uh, team are able to to deliver, you know, mm. and and that kind of instant, um, yeah, ability to respond. I think is is pretty interesting. Yeah, look, I mean, um, yeah, we we definitely have some you know clear ideas as to where you know some of the big applications will be, but mm. I mean, really, our focus on is you know enabling creative communities, you know, whether mm. it's you know in in our enterprise, in big enterprises, whether it's in small business, whether it's you know in digital agencies or, or, or you know development shops, you know really allowing you know the people who create solutions to come up with the most incredible, innovative ways to 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 use artificial intelligence and to use our technology as part of their their AI stack, creating that more human-like user experience. So, you know, a big chunk of our focus is really, you know, really on the, the democratization and make it really easy for people to create whatever they like. Mm, um, mm. You know, of course, you know, brand experience, customer experience, consumer experiences are, are, are big areas. Um, you know, big areas of, you know, focus and interest. Um, um, you know, you and I have been around for the, the, you know, the entire digital era, Paul. So, you know, if you stop and think about it, you know, big brands, media companies, we've been publishing digital content nonstop for over 20 years now. Mm, and so there mm, is just mm, so much content out there. So, you know, how do you create a more personalized, more curated experience, you know, for, for your consumers? You know, how do we get past, you know, Google being the generic brand personalization that we, that, that we all do? I mean, you know, you know, you know, one of the big problems for, for, for our brand customers is people don't go to websites anymore. You know, if you want to find something, you Google it. You know, and, th and that's not, you know, when you stop and think about that for a second, that's not a great way for a brand to create a, a brand experience when you're outsourcing the brand experience to a, to a, to a third party. So, mm -hmm. you, know, the, you know, so these are some of the areas that we, 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 we spend a lot of time, you know, thinking about. But, you know, look... It's just incredible the places that you know AI is popping up in now and the in the use cases. You know, I mean, you know, as soon as ChatGPT came out, I mean, you know, the you know our kids were out there doing their homework using ChatGPT. I mean, so the level of innovation and the re level of creativity and you know what's going what's possible today versus you know what's going to be possible in twelve months' time. It's just going to be breathtaking. Just breathtaking. I mean, mm -hmm. the speed with which mm -hmm. it's moving, and this is this is really, really early days. But the speed with which you know um, we've seen you know innovation and and new products and technologies come come out literally in, in weeks and, and days. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. We we had this um, you know big enterprise client um, Morningstar, one of the top you know financial data companies in the world, mm -hmm. um, and this was led by their CEO. Um, you know, you know who, who you know wanted to put literally put a face on Chat GPT, and so they you know they went to our website, signed up to 
to build um, Mo, a digital brand ambassador. Um, you know, you know. Fortunately, you know, my 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 customer experience team intercepted, you know, that one, and and we work with them. And and you know, they were one of the first companies in the in the world just using open source tools that figured out how to, you know, in the matter of couple of weeks how to create a, a language model that was just trained on their own personal data and yeah, okay, you know right. and you know then then the you know the CEO of Morningstar's on on stage giving his keynote address with Digital Mo um, the brand ambassador for Morningstar and so you know I mean you know mind blowing to think about that level of innovation and and I, and I guess there's two dynamics that we see you know certainly playing out in the US market here is one is Consumers who have ChatGPT on their phone, you know, and you know the corporate IT departments might say, well, you can't use ChatGPT behind the firewall or on company data, but it doesn't mean that you know we as consumers, as individuals, aren't going into you know our team meetings and our and our work, and we're not thinking about how 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 you know large language models or you know ChatGPT can help us mm. do our job better or how we can make our department more efficient. So you know there is this incredible innovation that's being driven bottoms up. So that's one dynamic. And the second dynamic is, you know, every CEO in the world is now faced with the fact that, you know, you know, that, you know, AI is going to be a, a massive productivity shift, you know, um, and a massive source of competitive strategy over the next, you know, over the next decade or so. You know, mm, I mean, yeah. um, so, you know, you, you're seeing a lot of focus on with big CEO saying we need to do more and we need to do it faster. We need to enable our people to do it faster. So, you know, it, it, it is, it's, it's tremendously exciting to to really see the speed with which things have been moving, you know, over the last six months. Mm. Now, um, you know, New, New Zealand has been generating, a you know, I guess an, an increasing amount of revenue from from the, the world of cinema you know, over the last, you know, a decade or a decade or two. Uh, and of course, that that's uh, where a lot of um, Mark Sager's background, you know, is in is in that world. Uh, and we've seen these uh, strikes in the US with with actors and uh, you know the the sort of pushback on on AI. What are your views on on where we're heading from that you know that perspective? And do you see your technology being uh, being part of that part of that mix in the future? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean. AI is going to have an impact on every single industry. Mm -hmm. um, it's just one of those fundamental technologies. You know, it leverages the data that we have and it use it and enables us to use it intelligent, intelligently in ways we can't even imagine. So, um, so it's going to have an impact mm -hmm. on the, on the entertainment industry in the same way, in the same way it's going to have an impact on the healthcare system and the education system. Um, um, you know, hopefully AI, you know, and, and, you know, some of the work that we've done with, you know, some of the biggest healthcare providers in the world, World Health Organization, Kaiser Permanente, um, you know, Pfizer, um, some of the work that we're doing there. I mean, we know we don't have enough healthcare workers or, you know, or, or, or teachers in our education system. So, there, you know, there are ways that, you know, that we can see already where AI can do some amazing things. When it comes to the Hollywood you know the Hollywood strike, and and it, it's really interesting because, um, um, you know, this is the first time you know that I that I'm aware of that you know we actually have a union action and AI is 
very, very much front and centre. There are there are other issues in, involved in it as yes, well, obviously. Yes. You know, the last big technology impact on, on the entertainment industry was the stream, the, the advent of streaming of content, you know, in both the music industry and the, the film and television industry. But um, and there's a whole bunch of baggage there to be to be sorted out. Yes, to be yes. fair, um, yeah, yeah. so the AI world has, has become sharply into focus there, and <clears throat> um, we've always been. You know, very, very clear. We're working with you know, a couple of Hollywood um, A-listers at the moment on you know, creating digital twins of them. But they're not for acting in movies. You know, I mean, I personally believe that we as human beings you know, fundamentally like to have our stories told to us by other human beings. So I don't see AI and AI actors you know, replacing real people in the... You know, in the current genre of the the film industry, do you know? Because we saw, you know, you, if you think about it, you know, a couple of decades ago, the CGI industry came along. You know, Pixar came yes, along, yes. and they invented CGI movies. And since then, you know, I mean, where did digital has become, you know, one of the preeminent companies in the world, and 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 helping production companies to produce these amazing, amazing animated movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that didn't stop us watching movies with real people in them. And, you know, I, I once again I believe that one of the reasons we we like CGI movies is they still use real human actors as the voices and the personalities to bring mm, those yeah. characters to life. So, you know what what we think about here in terms of is a new genre of entertainment, a, a different type of storytelling. We think about this as we call it the future of fan experience or, or non-linear storytelling. This is where you, you know, can talk to an avatar of a, you know, a celebrity. So it might be an a- actor in character, um, you know, the character that they they played in the movie. So you know, maybe it's a, I don't know, a, you know, um, Keanu Reeves in character as John Wick, um, and in the, in the future. You know, fans of the that movie franchise can have, you know, um, their John Wick experience curated by John Wick. You know, it might be a, you know, it might be a John Wick experience world in the metaverse where mm, you go to, mm, you know, live in you know in John Wick's world, and that experience is curated for you by, you know, as I say, Keanu Reeves and characters. So, and that's a very different type of experience. You know, um, a very different type of entertainment, a very different type of storytelling to, you know, the amazing stories that, you know, we as, you know, humans tell it, you know, what is really the pinnacle at the, the really, really highest level of human storytelling, you know, written beautifully, produced beautifully, acted incredibly. I don't think we're ever going to get tired of that. I think that's mm. something we're always going to have a fundamental need for. Mm. So I, you know, I, I think, you know, this will create new revenue streams and new alternatives rather than seeing it purely as, uh, you know, a replacement of. Mm, mm. Yeah, I can um, – comedy has been something that AI probably hasn't, hasn't, uh, hasn't had much success on to date, but uh, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, some of our, our you know, uh, favourite comedians could be quite interesting, uh, you know, translated into – and into AI, into AI yeah, uh, characters. Yeah. Uh, I saw something the other day. I can't even remember where it popped up, but it was Ali G kind of thing. And it was, you know, just such a ridiculous sort of character. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm thinking, you know, some some of these sort of outlandish 
characters from from the comedy world would be uh, would be really really interesting to 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 see translated yeah, well, into and, and, something that you could interact with. Directly. And there's so many different dimensions to it. So you you know you can take you know the work that we've done with Jack Nicholas, the you know the the, the the golfing great. You know mm-hmm. Jack's 83 in in real life. We made Jack 38, which you know his cho- choice. You know he he mm-hmm. was at his prime then. That's how he mm-hmm. wants his legacy to remember. But you know he can now speak fluent Japanese in his own voice to all the fans of the golf game in Japan. And yeah. you know so we we're creating different types of experience. Uh, Camelo Anthony, you know, and and his digital and his twin digital Mallow, you know. Camalo is you know, currently in, in the Philippines with the big International Basketball Association tournament that New Zealand's playing. It got beaten, up, beaten by the US team um, a couple of days, uh, just yesterday, I think mm. it was. So, you know, so Camalo's the you know, brand ambassador for that. So, you know, the biggest NBA market in the world now is not USA, it's China. You know, so, you know, Digital Mello can now speak Mandarin to his fans. So, you know, so you can see the different opportunities we create for different types of storytelling and different types of fan experiences as, as we move forward. You, yeah. know, um, you think about the way in which, um, you know, producers of content, you know, big me- you know but any big media company, ha- I mean, and all the content they can create. It. I mean, imagine... You you can you can have that content curated personally for you based on your own interests and in, in specific content you know and, and and whether you're you know a, a music label you know I mean the, the music industry you know has already been through a massive shift um, you know it, with you know distribution you know mm-hmm. via streaming services like Spotify. Um, yep. So you all of a sudden you've got the music industry looking at name, likeness, and image, um, you know, and and how they curate content using the name, like likeness, and Im- image of their artists. So, yeah, I mean, these are just some of the amazing opportunities that sort of sit there in the future. Yeah, and and I guess these things open up all sorts of uh, you know cans of worms as as well. Um, you know, we we delved a little bit into. What does copyright look like in an AI world? Uh, and you know, we've seen in the last few days of US sort of you know court sort of pushing back on, hey, you know, if it's AI, if it's AI created, you know, imagery sort of thing, then uh, yeah, that's not something you can you can you can copyright. Uh, but of course, we'll get all sorts of different results will happen in in different uh, you know in different markets as to as to how the 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 laws land and and uh, you know what sort of Rules and, and regulations end up coming into play too, right? So it's, yeah, uh, I mean, it's going to be fascinating. To it see is how fascinating we, how we make that work on a global basis. Yeah, and you know, for for companies like us, you know, we're you know we're continually being channel cha- challenged to think about you know the ethical ramifications of, mm-hmm. of the work we do. I mean, we don't produce digital likenesses of of celebrities, um, you know, unless you know we actually have negotiated the rights to use. That yeah. and that's yeah. pretty fundamental copyright law. Yet, you know, we've all seen deep fake videos of you know celebrities and you know well known people that have been ripped off by mm. you, know, you know people. So yeah, I mean, it, it, look, it, it it is a whole you know new world. Um, you know, um, we're you know still still getting through the and trying to understand all the, the implications that uh, of the social media world that you yeah. know you know has has developed over the last fifteen. You know, years since sort of that, that, the early two thousands, and now mm. we're into a, another world of acceleration. What what to me is really good at the moment is 
uh, what's great is there is you know, a much more informed level of debate that's going on, not just in the tech industry amongst themselves, but you know, with regulators and with you know, and with different parts of the com- of communities and societies. And I think that's a, that's to me that's a really positive thing. Yeah, there there is that need for for governments generally to uh, you know to to speed up and you know to maybe in in some areas certainly to to take a, a page out of the the book of the the startup world. Um, in other ways, sometimes they uh, they they throw laws into place at the drop of a hat, which uh, um, yeah you 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 wonder whether they should be. Uh, um, uh, following this the same approach as the, the, the startup world in terms of these these things, and I, I don't know quite how you join up those uh, uh, you know some of those uh, some of those you know parallels around you know failing fast and uh, and the like. It does seem as though sometimes when there's there's legislation put in it at at at, at speed um, that the the maybe the fail fast piece of the picture uh, you know isn't uh, uh, isn't being considered. So if the legislation doesn't work, it just gets you know left in place, or there's not a continual improvement and kind of iteration. But um, yeah, I guess yeah, look looking at the the broader uh, role of how government needs to change and and the role of yeah, artificial intelligence within uh, within government is is maybe a little bit too too deep a discussion for, for yeah, today. We can yeah, I mean, with that. yeah, as I say, I mean. I think we can, you know, I mean, I'm an optimist, I'm an entrepreneur, so, I mean, you, you have to be. So, you know, the, I, you know, I am optimistic and, and I am encouraged by the level of debate that, you know, is going on and the fact mm. that governments are even talking about, you know, regula- re, you know regulation now. You know, yep. I mean, time will, time will tell us to, you know, um, h- how good that is and how smart that is and, you know, how quickly it needs to evolve and change. Um, really, I mean, I think that, the cool thing from a generational point of view, Paul, is, you know, we're now seeing some incredibly digitally savvy kids, you know, come, th- you know, come through, yes. you know, into into leadership and taking leadership roles in government and and in our you know local bodies. So, you know, I think they'll be much better equipped than, you know, um, you know, than than some of our current policymakers and lawmakers to to to, to help us figure out. Where, where the line should be. Mm, mm. No, I, I definitely hope we'll we'll uh, we'll keep moving and and in a yeah generally a good uh, good direction from that front. Now, sort of I guess delving into some of the the uh, the tech news of the last uh, last few days. Uh, Saturday, I was on um, the uh, the social media platform formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> uh, was on X, and I saw that. Um, Elon Musk has been doing a uh, a live stream. Now, uh, yeah, he, he's obviously been on a on a bit of a journey with uh, with with trying to reshape uh, Twitter. And uh, yeah, I think depending on how you use the platform and 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 the like, um, and what sort of content you're into, it does seem to vary whether 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 people are uh, uh, pleased or, or displeased with, with how it went. Um, but the streaming seemed to be seemed to be working pretty good, and the stream that uh, you know that that was you know, coming presumably from his uh, his phone uh, was of Tesla's new AI uh, you know powered 
full self-drive uh, technology. Now, they've been through sort of multiple iterations and and what we've had in New Zealand has been pretty dated tech, I think, from from probably many people's perspective and, and certainly those who, who signed up and, and, and purchased a, a, a Tesla back in uh, 2019 when, when they became a little bit more accessible with a Model 3 and... And you know Tesla's website was was touting that it'd be driving you around on the city streets, uh, um, yeah, with, without uh, without you having to, uh, you know, turn the steering wheel and, and so on by the end of the year, uh, which of course we're we're a few years on from that, and it uh, and and it, and it hasn't happened yet. Um, but but what were, what was pleasing with with this demo, they were showing off this new iteration, which seems to. Uh, kicked to the curb the last few years of of technology, so even with their what they were calling FSD beta uh, in the in the states, which you know, a lot of people have had access to, and you know people getting driven to and from work or wherever they're, they're heading, and 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 you know by many accounts, a, a you know a, a pretty interesting and positive experience. I think some people feeling as though they're. Um, um, well, probably some people seeing their, their lives flash before their <laughs> eyes uh, uh, until they manage to grab back hold of the steering wheel uh, with with that technology. Um, but with 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 that technology, they you know they were using neural nets to uh, to to you know train up and and uh, you know basically I guess build the the machine learning sort of models as well as kind of a whole lot of hard coded rules around hey this is. This is how we handle traffic lights. This is how we handle jutter bars and all these all these sorts of things. Uh, and we've we, you know we've heard recently, hey, there's this new V12 coming that basically kicks all of that to the curb. We're dropping in you know all the, all these videos into the neural nets, and uh, there, there's um, you know this this new approach. And so it was really interesting to be able to watch watch this video where we're we're in a must driving around. I think the first 20 minutes. Um, yeah, they were able to drive around without having to grab the wheel and, and correct the the uh, the AI going you know going off track. I think at the twenty minute ish mark, uh, there there was some correction uh, needed and some misunderstanding of the traffic lights, which was uh, um, you know entertaining. But but to hear uh, that that this this you know refresh uh, you know basically was just using a whole lot of Previous videos that are dropped in and have been entirely, entirely trained on on the videos rather than on on manual coding. Yeah. Um, and obviously, there's there's you know there's there is code uh, in there that, um, that that it all you know sits on on top of. But yeah, very interesting to see and the fact that there was there was you know quite formal confirmation from Musk that finally in New Zealand. Uh, you know, we've we've got uh, Teslas, uh, you know, driving around the streets using the, the this sort of the latest iteration of the the technology. We, we, we've seen in the last few months there have been uh, uh, yeah, a few people sharing the adverts online that you could go and actually apply to work for Tesla in New Zealand and and be you know sitting behind the steering wheel uh, as they test the technology. Um, but to hear a kind of a a reasonably detailed sort of rundown of the technology, and then to have New Zealand called out as one of the, uh, well, it might have been the only country specifically mentioned where uh, where the technology is being tested, uh, gives a you know a, li- a little bit of a, a hope uh, for for the future of this type of you know technology. Mm. Now whether it actually ends up being uh, 
um, you know, being able to be made available to all of us in the the next few months, few years, or uh, yeah. or or longer is still you know any yeah. anyone's guess based yeah. on past predictions. Yeah, well, right? I mean, I think we're back to the regulatory <laughs> frameworks. Uh, you know, again here, yeah, you know. Uh, you know, and you know what? You know, and some pretty interesting discussions. No matter where you go in the world, but you mm, know, around mm, liability mm. You know, yeah, and who's responsible. Yeah. You know, when something does go wrong. Mm, um, mm. You know, and you know, um, New Zealand doesn't have personal liability laws like the US. So I mean, I you know, so um, so yeah, there's some inter- interesting dimension. You know, potentially interesting dimensions to what the way you, you can think about that. But you know, I mean, I always like to think about. You know, we never really, still really, never figured out where scooters fit in our world. You know, um, if you if you stop and think about it, you know, if I ride a bike, you know, I have to ride a helmet. I have to wear a helmet. Um, uh, if I ride, you know, if I ride a scooter, it's entirely optional. Um, I can, you know, I can ride a scooter on a footpath. Um, you know, there are no explicit, you know, speed limitations or anything like that. So I'm not saying there should be, but yeah, I mean, we, you know, we've had the scooter companies here now for you know what, few five years now, yeah, quite yeah. a few years yeah. now, and yeah. you know, yeah. you know, we, we still seem to struggle with you know, you know, what type of regulations you know do we want around you know these different forms of vehicles and you know these different innovations that are going to continue to come continue to come at us. So, mm. Yeah, mm. I mean, so yeah, the, yeah, the world of self-driving will be a fascinating one to, to, to watch going forward. Yeah, and look, you know, we've had a level of the technology available in New Zealand, you know, for quite a number of years, and and I think yeah, at least one media outlet, uh, yeah, had had yeah, a a a level of of legal input on it, which said, look, you know, Tesla's FSD technology is you know certainly not banned in New Zealand from a legal uh, standpoint, but uh, yeah, you don't want to be falling as- falling asleep at the at the wheel or anything like that. But certainly, you're a, you um, you seem able to use it from a, uh, and assist you in the driving uh, process uh, perspective. So yeah, I think this is, is a very very interesting um, yeah it was a very interesting point to see that demo uh, to to see the the way it was actually operating as a yeah. uh, as, as a beta. And to know that it's hey this this technology is actually in New Zealand uh, right now uh, is, is you know quite encouraging yeah. for yeah. me as someone that's taken an interest in this over over many many years. Fascinating. So we'll, we'll see how it plays. Yeah, fascinating. I was in San Francisco you know last month and you know yep. we've got a couple of driverless car, you know cab companies up there. Yes, now, that's you know. right. Yeah, yeah. And they're allowed you know and the, uh, it's quite interesting the the regulations they're allowed to drive round and map the roads you know twenty four by seven. Yes, so yeah. you know, I mean it's you know you, it's quite common as you walk around downtown San Francisco to see a you know a, you know one of the cars go past with no driver you know, yes, navigating yeah. its way through yeah. the city. They're only allowed you know they're only allowed to carry passengers after ten o'clock at night. Oh, I thought maybe they'd changed that in no, some areas. No, no that's still, 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 that. still the case. Kind of okay, kind of interesting because okay. yeah. you know yes a little bit. There's not a lot of people out and about at ten o'clock at night in San Francisco, mm, mm. so um, these days. So yeah, but anyway, it's, I mean, it was. I mean, it's you know, I mean, you know, we continue to see, you know, these types of, you know, tests and you know, um, evolve and in, in the way in which they could change things in the future. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I, yeah, I I see some some very interesting things ahead as as these different uh, you know te- technologies evolve. 
Um, also in the news, we've had, uh, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, technology development going on in uh, in the space sector. So we've now got, you know, the scenario where, um, you know, India have, have landed on the south pole of the moon. Uh, Russia, who were going to beat them to it, um, weren't quite weren't quite so successful. <laughs> um, which uh, you know, I'm sure in the, in the current times, um, yeah, probably probably has has some some people uh, yeah feeling feeling pleased. Uh, and I saw some coverage talking about you know what it's cost to 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 uh, produce some of these space movies, Interstellar and. And, and the like and comparing what India spent to actually get to the moon versus producing you know uh, some of these movies and, and showing hey well India actually got to the moon for, for less than uh, you know than what some of the Hollywood productions actually cost which is uh, yeah is is, is, is is you know kind of mind-blowing in terms of you know seeing the cost driven down to you know to get to, to space and you know obviously, uh, yeah, very very exciting to to see what Rocket Lab are doing on that front, and uh, uh, yeah, seeing seeing some of their work with uh, with reuse in the last uh, uh, last you know few days. Have done another another stream. I think it's their fortieth uh, uh, yeah launch of of Electron that they've now done, and that just yeah, it's it's almost becoming just a normal pedestrian thing to see them launch a launch a rocket and uh, and then uh, you know. Send a send a boat out to uh, uh, collect and and reuse. I think on that one they were reusing one of the one of the engines. Uh, so that it, it's just you know there's so much going on. Um, and we, yeah, we've had news around uh, uh, NASA you know, capturing a flow of ice on 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 Mars. Uh, some of us may may have seen the um, Mars Ingenuity uh, helicopter sort of flying and landing. It's just it's a it's a whole new world, isn't it? From from a technology uh, perspective, it just keep, keeps uh, keeps speeding up. It certainly feels like everything keeps you know speeding up. Back to your comments about you know Tesla going completely reinventing the code, you know, literally that, that they're using for their whole self-driving system. You know, starting from scratch. I think there's going to be going to be huge opportunities. You know, using some of the most you know some of the more advanced AI technology just to keep keep doing that. You you made the comparison between you know, the ho- Hollywood and the Indian space industry. But let's not forget, you know, Bollywood is the most prolific producer of film content on the planet. So um, so I'm sure they're very very busy at the moment as well. So. Yeah, and then on on the flip side, because you know we talk about all of the you know the great positive things that 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 you know um, technology can be done. Um, I was reading around cloud uh, Nordic, uh, a, a cloud uh, provider, uh, Danish um, Danish cloud provider, and uh, basically they apparently lost. All of their data, all of their client, all of their clients' data, uh, following a ransomware uh, encryption that uh, basically encrypted all of their servers and you know, par- paralyzed them as an organization uh, completely. And uh, this intrusion uh, happened what, but a week or or or, or more back, um, August eighteenth. And uh, they shut down all of the servers and uh, wiping company and customers' websites and email uh, systems, and basically have uh, have indicated that things 
aren't looking great and that people should go and sign up for a new email service or whatever they need somewhere else. Um, and, uh, yeah, apparently they're, they're not in any sort of position to uh, uh, to pay a ransom to be able to restore the data, and uh, it's pretty much all over. I mean, that's kind of at the, the extreme end of things, isn't it? I mean, we, we hear about... You know ransomware scenarios, and, and some of us will, will, you know, will, will, will have some, vis, you know, some close visibility on some of, some of these sorts of scenarios that happen. Um, but I, you know, I don't think you know most people in their planning would be would be preparing for you know a, a key service provider to uh, to effectively get uh, get wiped out. Uh, wiped in this out. case, by the the self proclaimed. Nordic cloud experts. Um, wow. Seems as though it's a shock, shocking quite, story. Shocking quite, story with yeah. you know, obviously massive consequences for, for everybody involved. Mm, yeah. mm, mm. And we, we we put so much reliance on uh, on technology, don't we? So yep. I mean, there's yeah, some, so there's some a, lessons there. It's a completely integrated part of our world. Um, yeah, um, and you know, in recent times, you know, more and more of that, that compute power is. Been centralised to the cloud. So, so for those that are uh, maybe uh, interested in, in finding out, yeah, you know, a little bit, uh, a little bit more about uh, Soul Machines. If someone's you know, interested in becoming a client, maybe they're uh, uh, they'd like to join your team or whatever. Is it is it your website the best place to yeah, go to? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's always the best place to start. So yep. yeah, I mean, the, yep. the, you know, so um, um, yeah, go have a look at, you know, the, the sorts of things we're doing with with Nova and with, with, with Mark Twan and, you know, um, have a look at Digital DNA Studio. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a great product for, for people who want to experiment in, in this future world of, mm. of um, you know, um, an emotionally engaging, more human AI for the future. Yep. Yep. Okay. No, that's that's great. Um, yeah, Digital DNA Studio definitely looked, uh, you know, looks looks really interesting. And so, yeah, for those that are that are wondering, you know, if they can have a dabble with technology, that looks like a, uh, you know, a, a good place to uh, to go and and experiment. Um, yeah, as well as um, you know the the other examples that uh, that you mentioned. Cool. Um, and just on, I guess, couple, on the on the local uh, local front. Um, interestingly, we've had uh, a new um, MVNO launch, mobile virtual uh, network uh, operator. Uh, so uh, Mighty uh, Ape, uh, who are owned by uh, by Kogan out of Australia, uh, have launched uh, their Mighty Mobile uh, service on on one NZ. Uh, uh, network and so they've got these sort of three tiers of unlimited uh, plans. So the the uh, the top one, uh, and I think that looks like a, a prepay um, type model, but uh, but at the kind of higher end, so the top tier is a five G um, unlimited un, uncapped, uh, and then they've got a. 50 uh, megabit per second and a 10 megabit per second sort of uh, offering. So yeah, just we you know we we uh, we continue to see sort of evolution and 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 competition in the uh, the the local uh, mobile market. Um, it was interesting when I read the press release. They were they were talking about how in uh, 
uh, you know, in, in different you know markets around the world that we see these uh, these variations with sort of completely you know uncapped type plans and 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 you know how that's what they're offering. And if I read it right, it was talking about there not being an asterisk next to the the details of the unlimited on their plan. Then I went to the website and had a look, and there were asterisks <laughs> next to their uh, next to their unlimited and and saying some fear. Fair use applies, so it will be interesting to see how how people take advantage, um, you know, of these particular plans. But you know, I imagine someone that's in, say, uh, an area where where they can't get, say, a, a wireless rural broadband, would be very interested in signing up for one of these unlimited plans and and then, you know, tethering off a off a phone. So, um, yeah, maybe there are, there are going to be some you know some some limitations, um, but look, good to. Good to see the market getting, um, uh, you know, getting getting some some additional options, uh, shall we say? Yeah, I'm am just getting used to the uh, the new logos on the Warriors jerseys this year. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was at uh, was at the game uh, uh, last week. Got invited up by um, one of one of the the tech brands um, to to a game, and uh, yeah, it's uh, I guess a, a lot of people are now wearing the the old kit. <laughs> uh, and so there's, there's probably actually a, a, a benefit from uh, uh, for the Warriors in terms of selling a, a you know a, a lot more uh, fresh merchandise. So everyone's yeah. uh, running running the you know wearing the newest stuff. All part of the uh, all part of the mix. Um, look, a big thank you to our our show partners to Gorilla Technology, HP, Spark, Two Degrees, and One NZ. Um, and uh, yeah, thank. Thank you very much, Greg Cross, for uh, for joining us on the New Zealand Tech Podcast today. Yeah, cool. It's always great to be here. Always great to catch up, Paul. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll catch you again uh, next week. And just a reminder, um, if you've been watching the live stream, then you know do go and find the uh, the audio podcast through your Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever your favourite podcast uh, app uh, is. And of course, if you're listening to the audio, then uh, you know wherever you like to uh, catch video uh, we are on on youtube x slash twitter uh, facebook and if you want the videos on linkedin then the best thing to do is uh, follow or connect with myself paul spain all right cheers everyone see you next week the new zealand tech podcast brought to you by gorilla technology proactive and strategic it